Hi everyone, welcome to Chat Before Combat. I'm your host, Alize, here in Fort Lauderdale. Um, today we're going to speak on the mark of the beast, but more so not in the biblical, strictly biblical sense, but more in a, in a worldly sense. Um, I want to reveal to you guys what I think the future is going to be like in the next 20 to 30 years. I think it's going to be vastly different. Um, and a lot of the resources that I am pulling from is from Hollywood. I have a video game, a cartoon, and some more um, programming. So I'm just going to name off the programming and what I think the Mark of the Beast is going to be like. And then um, I'm going to tell you guys a lot of uh, predictive programming storylines in which um I think the future is going to be. Uh so to start we're going to well we're going to be biblical in a sense uh in how we break down the mark of the beast like saying it's in the forehead and in the I believe the left hand. <clears throat> um but I'm going to pull why I think the mark of the beast is going to be the way that it is from mainstream media okay so our first um predictive programming comes from an anime called psychopaths okay as psycho as in psychological and pass p-a-s-s um i watched this anime I want to say in 2013 or 2012, right after I watched Attack on Titan, which is a a, a very, another very um, controversial and, excuse me, I'm tired, controversial and a sort of predictive programming um, show, but I'll save that for another day. But basically, to give you a synopsis of Psychopaths, you literally have the mark of the beast, which is essentially like, I don't know how they do it, but the police, okay, um, in this anime, your protagonist is a police officer who just went on the force, but the police officers use a database kind of like the Chinese use today. The Chinese today use... um a coding system but it's based off of facial recognition so in psychopaths let's say you look distressed right um before you can even say or do um about to killing yourself you know before you can even kill yourself or kill or hurt somebody else the psychopaths police officers would get a notice right like a like an alert um, and the, it would hit them up and it would say, oh, so-and-so is, is distressed. Go check them out. And so very, um, 19, is it 84? I never remember. 82, whatever. 1982, uh, George Orwell, very, very, uh, dystopian book. And he knew, I believe, um, he was a Mason because of most of the book, covers had a uh one eye symbolism um 
in that book. I never remember if it's 1982, 1984, 1983. I just know it's 1980 something. <laughs> and so with the uh the show Psycho once the police officers get that alert, they automatically get dispatched to you no matter if you're calm now or ha- uh, happy now or you know even more upset they get dispatched to you and so they get dispatched out to you and if you're not uh calm if you're not cool and collected or if your numbers are have gone up <coughs> higher from when they got dispatched to you they'll arrest you and i believe that that's how the future is going to be because there's a lot of shows with a similar premise as that and I'm going to get into that and the next anime now which is Ghost in the Shell now essentially Ghost in the Shell reminds me of I got I got one two three four five six seven references or so but Ghost in the Shell was an anime in the 90s that I never really watched I watched the uh live adaptation because when it came out I honestly worked at the movie theater and I just watched all the movies at that time I believe Logan came out I think that was in like 2017 um Logan I watched all those movies because I I'm watching movies for free duh so I watched the movie Ghost in the Shell and I realized that there's been so many movies about our living memories being in a computer the Matrix was like the biggest movie um, in this generation in which our souls were in computers and our bodies were on Earth. And I believe that that's how the world is going to be because um, of the abrasive shift in technology that we've in, we've been encountering. If you've noticed, the metaverse has been pushed bigger and bigger and bigger. And so with that being said, now that Ghost in the Shell is covered... This is going to be a, a a quick podcast because my baby just fell asleep. And when she falls asleep, I fall asleep. That's why I'm yawning. But um, the next piece of predictive programming, and if you never watched these shows or did anything, you don't have to watch them. Just look them up so that you can see, you know, I'm not lying. Um, but from Ghost in the Shell, it, it was a lot like Psychopaths, but... It shows you more of the like technical side of like, okay, in progression, I think psychopaths would come out first because the police would need to implement that technology. But I believe Ghost in the Show was a dystope, like more farther ahead. I mean, yeah, like 200 years, whereas psychopaths is maybe like in 50 years. Ghost in the Shell is more futuristic and it shows the full impl- implementation of like 5G technology and technology that will um be in households uh uh constantly and so after ghost in the show i wanted to get into detroit become human okay because detroit become human is a video game and it is about androids who have a revolution and um basically say that they are another species of the of the human race or however whatever and that they deserve human rights and I believe again that they're going to they're going to embrace transhumanism and they're going to make man and machine one you know and I believe I think that the mark of the beast will not it will be a spiritual mark and it will be a physical mark but it will also be a technological device um that you 
either can't remove or you can only remove by killing yourself. Or something like that. I'm not sure how it's going to be. But I'm sure, you know, once you do it, the Lord said that, you know, there's no getting it to heaven. So, excuse me, there's no getting it to heaven. But what I want to speak about with Detroit Become Human is that I noticed that with that uh, game or whatever, the storyline was so compelling, you know, and you didn't really notice that it was, I mean, you noticed it was about robots, but you didn't really notice that they're trying to to feed us a narrative, like, you know, with most predictive programming, they're trying to feed us this narrative as though these robots deserve rights when we created those robots. You know what I'm saying? That's like saying, oh, um, our toasters deserve to be ethically, you know, and it's like, it's weird. It's very strange how they they keep trying to make robots into this cool uh cool type of thing it's like my teenage robot from Nickelodeon they've been pushing this narrative as though you can be a a, a teen titan cyborg and man man and machine cyborg was you know the futuristic type of and I know he's not necessarily a teen titans he's DC or whatever but um you get my point you know what I'm saying? They keep trying to push this. And so after Detroit Become Human, I don't I don't really want to get into the storyline of Detroit Become Human because it's, it's kind of redundant. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but OK. After they implement this technology or whatever, I'm not sure if, you know, uh, I know the Bible says that it's going to be wars and then the mark of the beast. But I'm not sure. You know, I can't say I'm not the Lord, but. I think that uh, either we're going to have wars first and then the mark of the beast or we're going to have the mark of the beast and then wars and then Jesus. I'm not sure how the order will go, but I have to do more research and read Revelation. I'm on Nehemiah right now in my Bible, so I got to keep reading. But um, the next predictive programming I want to give, you know, some awareness to is fallout 4 i'm a big video game player i've been playing video games my whole life i know i'm a i'm a lady but it's a very uh fun hobby of mine i've i've had every game system from a gamecube to a sega 64 um mario 64 i don't think it's a sega 64 you get my point um i had an uh a ds i had a game boy i had a like I said, a GameCube, a PS1, a PS2, PS3, and a PS4. You know, so I've been playing games my whole life. And what I've noticed is I played Fallout New Vegas, and I thought it was kind of cool. But I never really noticed the programming until Fallout 4. No, I'm lying. I really noticed the programming in Fallout 3, but it wasn't as blatant as it was in Fallout 4. And what I mean by that is in Fallout 4, essentially, you live through the uh, nuclear bombs, uh, the rumors of wars in the Bible against the U.S. and China. How convenient is that? And now we have tensions between the U.S. and China. And I just think that that's very coincidental and not predictive programming. Wink, wink. Yes, it is. But anyways, <laughs> in Fallout 4, you your protagonist essentially is um 
wandering through the uh, apocalyptic desert and you are essentially I don't want to say half robot but you're you're part robot because you have a, a, a large TV mechanism on your hand and that TV mechanism essentially helps you store inventory it helps you um store clothing it does a lot you know that that the the pit boy it's called is part of you literally and so that's not really the predictive programming i mean it is but not necessarily the predictive programming is how they're going to make sense or with others you know synthetics how they're going to make sense and man separate once they become one, right? So I believe that the Pip-Boy was like the early adaptation of what they want man to be. They want man to literally be these sense, these fake people so that real people can't rebel. Because you have the elite, but the elite aren't going to force what they want down people's throats. They're going to ease it gently because they want the people to make it seem like they have a choice like they did in fallout 4 um you have all these different choices in fallout 4 essentially but it has one conclusion and that is uh a myriad you have a few choices you know i'm not going to say you have one but it's one type of choice you know you can um kill all the robots you can join the robots but i just thought it was so predictive programming-ish to show that not only will you have robots, but you'll still have remnants of humans thousands of years later who are still living thousands of years later because they're infused with the machine. And the protagonist in Fallout, I believe, was like two or 300 years old. You know what I'm saying? The, the son of... Uh, the person that is the protagonist was a dying old man, which means that the, 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 the protagonist was physically younger than the son or the, the person that they were looking for in the, in the game. Essentially, once the nuclear bombs drop, uh, you went in a bunker and somebody killed your, your spouse and took your son and you spin, you know, the, the whole game looking for your son and the son was on his deathbed so he had to be at least 80 you know 70 years old so that means not only did you live for 70 you know plus years you probably were sitting there before that because I think the son had like invented you know synth technology to re keep reversing his 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 death so I think that it's, it's the mark of the beast is going to be deeper than just you getting a mark and going to hell. I think it's you literally, they see, you know, in the Bible, they say they're going to bring this, the, the, the hellish spirits on earth, you know, and so hell and earth are going to become one at some point. And then, you know, heaven's going to come back down once Jesus comes back and destroys all that. But I believe that the mark of the beast is going to make it so that you keep living perpetually on hell in earth so they make it one and they make it so that it, it, <laughs> i have two more or i'm sorry three more um 
references to go to. I know I had seven, but now I got eight. But they're going to keep keep you alive until, you know, perpetually. And, and with that being said, my next predictive programming uh, would be Black Mirror. I don't know if I should do Black Mirror. No, I'm going to do Black Mirror. Black Mirror is a Netflix show, which I advise that a lot of people watch, even though I don't advise getting Netflix because cuties will never forget that. But Black Mirror shows black mirror is the elitist show um to show what they're going to do with technology so ashley O, how they made it so that you know she's going to be part of the metaverse ashley O. i'm pretty sure you know the real ashley O, miley cyrus is also going to be part of it because her friend ariana grande is a big proponent of it and so was travis scott you know before his mass sacrifice but i said that to say that in the same show there's this episode two episodes that I thought was intriguing one was this episode about how the police are going to take advantage of this technology to literally scan your brain so that they can see what you saw and that you have no you have no what is it called uh no inconsistencies as to what you know evidence they're going to come across essentially they're going to plug a computer up to your brain and and scan what the the brain has has you know scanned i think that's so intrusive and so creepy but other than black mirror i'm pretty sure you can find a whole lot of a lot more productive programming on black mirror i'm just giving you guys some resources so that y'all can go and look and see that i'm not crazy so the last two resources are The Giver, The Book, and Korra, The Legend of Korra. Because, um, again, I watch a lot of anime and I play a lot of video games because I'm a dork, you know, in heart. Um, but I had to give a lot of that stuff up, uh, especially Avatar. is very occultic in nature. And speaking of which, I'm going to go over Korra first because I feel like it'll tie in um, all the things that I, I, I stated. Korra is a very good continuation of Avatar The Last Airbender. But I noticed that the storyline didn't necessarily it, it 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 did how could I put this? It 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 advanced the Avatar storyline, but it didn't focus solely on the Avatar and the team Avatar, essentially. So like in the first avatar you can see a stark difference in how they how how they tell the story they tell it through these kids you know and that's what makes it so compelling as a 12 year old you're a 12 year old watching a 12 year old you know it's like oh that could be us you know bending sand and whatever so to fast forward to see you know i'm 18 or whatever 19 or 17 i think i was like 16 i'm i think i'm lying it wasn't that big of a jump <laughs> i was like 16 15 watching cora um I was intrigued, and I think Cora stayed on for like two, one or two years, and so I'm. I keep watching it, and long story short, Cora essentially breaks the veil of the spirit world and the physical world. Um, and I thought that was so powerful because she breaks the spirit world, and then the spirits come over to the physical side and I thought that that was so deep because we 
us have a spirit world. And CERN, the first website on the internet, CERN.com, is a big proponent of making portals to another dimension, aka breaking the veil. You see, I think I explained this in a former podcast. As Christians, we have a veil over our eyes and our mind that protects us from seeing spirits. That is why a lot of saved, born-again Christians, they really don't have that many problems against spiritual attacks. I mean, they get spiritual attacks, don't get me wrong, but it's not so much as to where they're always haunted by spirits. You know what I'm saying? People who are saved don't necessarily get haunted by spirits as much as they do get tempted by spirits, if that makes sense. So, for example, that's the, uh, the difference between having sleep paralysis and being tempted to stay in your addiction. You know what I'm saying? Those are two different ways that spirits come to you. You see, when Satan knows that you are saved and you have Jesus, he's going to tempt you. He's going to keep trying to lure you so he can break that veil again so that you can come where he at. Because I believe once that veil is broken, the Lord knows that you genuinely are fli- like you genuinely don't love Jesus. And Jesus is going to say, "Who uh, I never knew you and you're going to go where you're going to go. But I believe that that veil protects us not only from seeing spirits, but it's, it, it protects us from being unclean spirits ourselves. I believe that 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 protection keeps us clean, you know, spiritually, not literally. Like we're not clean as though we're sinless, but keeps us clean to a point that we can become redeemed. You know what I'm saying? So we have a clean, uh, not clean, but like a, a kept spirit. Let me say. <laughs> and I believe that once you break that veil, it's unclean. And once you know you're a lost spirit without the blood of Jesus, but you know you. You're a, how can I put, I believe like once it's broken, it's black. If you're lost, it's gray. And if you're born again, it's the Holy Spirit or, you know, light. And with all that being said, um, when Cora broke that veil, I noticed the esoteric black and white, the yin and yang, the good and the bad, you know, and I thought that they're trying to program a whole new generation. We already had the yin and the yang, the good and the bad with Aang. But now it was overemphasized and they showed you how they're going to bring over these demons. And so, finally, I didn't know I've been rambling for this long. We have The Giver. Now, I read The Giver a long time ago in school. And it didn't really click that... This is how the world is going to be until I was about. I want to say I was about maybe 19 when I recognized that the giver was deeper in the message because I watched this other anime. I think it's called uh, something ending where essentially it's about a bunch of kids who um, can't leave this facility because. Outside of the facility, there's like monsters and whatever is outside, but they basically keep them inside this facility until they turn, I don't know, I think they said 12, and then they go let them be sacrificed to demons, literally. 
it's an anime um I think it's called Promise. I, I forgot what it's called, but it was on Netflix and I just sat and benched the whole thing because I thought it was interesting and I remember watching it. Um it had Phil the, the little kids. If y'all know what, exactly what I'm talking about then you know. But um I remember watching starting to watch it but I never finished it and so I finished it and it was really good with Ray and Phil and um all them kids. They ended up escaping in the end, but the the story of the world being in chaos and there just being pockets of um, utopias is what stuck out to me because The Giver and Under the Dome are two uh, similar stories to the anime I was just talking about. The Giver is likewise a utopian uh, community in which you can't leave and if you do leave, you know, it's nothing but chaos out there because they've essentially ruined the world. Um, in The Giver, you had assigned jobs like you did in, you know, The Hunger Games and uh, the, the, the Divergent. But the difference here was that <coughs> you not only uh, got assigned jobs, you got assigned families, assigned uh, homes, assigned everything. And I thought that that was, uh, I thought that that was important to sh- to understand because <clears throat> I believe, like in Fallout Four, they will have pockets of safe communities and utopias, but everywhere else is chaos and destruction. You see, the reason I believe the reason that they didn't they don't want the people to leave is because they don't want the people to realize how they've messed up the earth and how the implementation of the mark of the beast has ruined the earth. And they want people to believe that, you know, the world, the world is still, uh, inhabitable. So essentially, uh, under the dome, also my last film I'm going to talk about under the dome was a show that I watched years ago about a city who like the Simpsons, had a literal dome over them, like the Simpsons movie. And I believe that those movies speak about the firmament. And I'm no, you know, flat earther by any chance. I mean, I do believe in a a flat earth, but not in the way people think. Like, I think that um, earth is not a disc per se, but I do think that there is a division where we can't leave certain parts of the earth. Like, how can I put this? I believe that there's a firmament, but I believe that the earth is like half of a sphere. Like, I don't think it's a, it's flat, but I, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not the Lord to say. But I think that those stories are interesting because it shows that when there's hell on earth, that we're not going to be able to escape in the space like they're making it seem like in uh y'all y'all seen movies where they escape in space because the earth is you know ruined and i think that they're going to put the metaverse aka we're going to be in hell on earth but we're also going to be in space in the metaverse or in a alternate reality because i don't think we're able to leave earth like that i think we're able to leave but not into other planets like they want us to believe. I think that's very conspiratorial. 
I think it's very suspect that NASA always gives us computer-generated images, but they can never give us, you know, a pure, you know. And I believe that that's because they're hiding something deeper. And with all this being said, it just goes to show you all the satanic and demonic uh, uh, storylines and imagery they want you guys to see. They want you guys to be confused and not understand the underlying messages in these films and this is coming from somebody that loves anime and video games you know I've been watching anime since Death Note you know what I'm saying like even that was a very esoteric show and I think that the older I get the more I realized how how tv and media really brainwashed me and brainwashed a lot of people and that's how they that's how they get us through our phones and through um, the predictive programming that they show. And I just want to come on here and give you guys examples of predictive programming and how uh, how what goes on the TV is often what comes in real life. Um, I think it's so hilarious also how... Uh, not Seth Rogen, but uh, the man that is the Green Lantern or uh, Deadpool. I forgot his, his real name. Ryan Reynolds, right? Just like how Ryan Reynolds was tweeting about Betty Wright, Betty White before she died. You see, I think in these in these cabals of elitist uh, individuals, I think that they pre-plan things. Then they put it in the media and in music and in, 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 in video games. And then when it comes to pass, nobody suspects because it's a thing called sigil magic. What sigil magic is, and there was a show not too long, and this is the last show I'm going to mention. There was a show not too long ago about magicians using sigil magic on TV. And essentially what they would do is perform their magic trick and then show you how they did it, right? And sigil magic... What you have to do is show the person is basically truth in plain sight. So the same way they um, put predictive program uh, predictive programming in and they expect people to just not notice because most people don't notice because they're not, you know, conscious. It's the same way that they show you guys satanic imagery without y'all understanding and y'all just think it's creepy. It's showing you before they do it. It's called sigil magic. It's a type of magic. And so I believe that predictive programming is sigil magic for the elite. And they keep using it over and over and over. And even in kids shows to indoctrinate the masses and make them believe what they want. Oftentimes I hear, you know, um, you know, it's just music. It's just TV. It's just this, that, and the third. But what I've noticed is when... Most of the time, when I listen to, you know, hip-hop and rap, it makes me want to drive a little faster. You know, it makes me want to want, want to shake my butt, you know, not, <laughs> not, uh, not that I would, but it makes me want to do certain things. And I tell people all the time that music and entertainment are Satan's tools. Why? Because when you're listening to music, and it's not worshiping our Lord Jesus Christ. It's made 
to worship someone else. Music in itself was made to worship God. And if you're not worshiping God when you listen to music, then who are you worshiping? Not Jesus. And so I said all that to say that um, be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Understand the programming that they're trying to get you to accept Understand that everything you watch is not always physical. Sometimes it's deeper and it's spiritual. And that you need to protect you and your children. My child barely watches TV. And if she does, it's Coco Melon. And I skip the yoga, the Halloween episodes, you know. I skip those because even if my daughter does pick up on Halloween and, and, you know, those things... As an adult, you have to take accountability into what you watch, and you have to explain to your child that this and this is not okay. Because if you let your child watch Satanism on TV, but you're taking them to church every week, they're going to follow what you allow them to do. Just like you have black mothers who will sleep with a man in front of their kids, And then their kids do the same type of raunchy behavior. And then the black woman gets mad. I didn't raise you like this. No, you didn't raise them like that. But you have to realize that with children, they're going to follow what you say and what you do. I hate the phrase, do what I say and not as I do, because that's unrealistic. Children are going to follow you. Trust me, if you have a toddler, you know. They follow you all around the house, and they're going to follow what you do. So you have to be careful what you show and what you do around your children. With all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I have to go. I have to go housekeep. Um, That's what I do professionally. I do a lot professionally, but this is um, something that I find therapeutic. And I just truly want to get on here and expose some of the predictive programming and Satanism in our media. Before I leave, I'm going to say a quick prayer. Father God, thank you for life today. Thank you for watching over us that are listening, keeping us safe and keeping our families safe. Father, may we have discernment when watching programming and may we have discernment to turn off satanic programming and programming that will deter our children from being children of God. Father, please give people warm hearts and not cold ones. May they be receptive to my messages. May they be open to listening and not being hateful and insultful as I speak. I try not to insult anybody on this podcast, but if I do, I sincerely apologize. And Father, please give me the wisdom and the vocabulary to not insult anyone. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the truth that has come about in the world. Thank you for the great falling away so that real Christians can see how to be a real Christian. Father, please keep our minds safe from the predictive programming. Keep us discernful. Keep us respectful. And keep us mindful on the days we are in. Father, protect us all the days of these end times. Watch over us. And motivate us to read our Bibles and live by your word. Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy. And in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. 
Thank you all for listening. If you've listened this far, I really appreciate it. Um, I wouldn't be here without you guys. I have up to 150 uh, listens now, and I'm so thankful. Like, I remember having two listens, <laughs> and I had like 10 videos out, and it's it's such a blessing. Even if I could just reach 100 people, hopefully that'll be 100 more people in heaven with me. And we can, you know, read books all night and eat fruits and probably won't even have to eat because we have no digestion. Hang out with the animals and chill on gold, (laughs) on gold roads and gold mansions. And if you think that that's not realistic, think again. Listen to a lot of uh, people who have came back from the dead and have been to hell or been to heaven. And listen to their stories and see how they all line up pretty pretty good ladies and gentlemen if you're struggling with your spirituality listen to all my videos and keep your faith in the lord jesus christ thank you so much for listening everybody may god watch over you have a blessed day this has been chat before combat with your host alizé and sunny fort lauderdale take care everybody bye-bye